Oh, yeah. It's another two for Tuesday. Well, I suppose if you're listening to this podcast, it's probably at least Tuesday. If you're watching it live, no one is yet. Uh, it's not Tuesday. It's Monday. And you know what that means? If it's Monday and it's just after 9 p.m. and you're tuning in live to your good buddy Chris on the interweb, it must be the Toronto Beer Podcast. You know, I should have left the break there. That should have been the cold open. But I'm going to leave it as the first part because I don't like having to stop and edit things. I'm a very much a path of least resistance type of fella. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Hey, what's going on? I just am going to make the slightest. That's a bit better. That's a bit better. Uh, hey, Kevin, what's going on? Um, hey, 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 hey. Well, now I don't want to keep you. I'm sure we all have places we need to be. Voice is a little raggedy Anne, right now. I was noticing it when I was reading to my son, just feeling a little burned out in the old <clears throat> vocal cords. You know it'll help. Not one, but two. I was going to say ice cold beers. They're not ice cold. I don't keep my fridge that cold, but pleasingly cold beers. And what are we doing? Well, I'm calling this one Spy versus Spy. Very excited to uh, find myself with these two cans that I'm now showing to the cameras. Yeah, what do we make of that? These are Godspeed. This is their old style uh, Pilsner that uh, Bim made as an homage to drinking Pilsner Urkel in the uh, caves under and behind the brewery where they naturally age uh, lager, their Pilsner. And you can go down there. These huge, huge barrels uh, are, uh, are in these 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 damp, cold caves and they keep the beer in them and they'll, they'll actually pour some right out of there, right out of those barrels. And uh, of course, then you get to taste some. That's if you're in uh, Czech at the Pilsner Arkell uh, Brewery, which I'm not. But Bim was and he was tickled by this. So this beer, um, the old style one, came on. I think he dropped this in the fall for the first time, maybe. Um, really really nice beer uh but then out came uh out came this one in the black label so i'm saying spy versus spy if you're listening the original one is in a white label and the uh the other one's in black and well what's the difference the white label one is finished in steel and standard fermenters but the black one is finished in wood in oak uh, vessels much like those classic pilsner or cal ones Oh, I'm just noticing I already got some chitter chat going on the old YouTube. Uh, yeah, yeah, those two. We need to do a side by side. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm going to do a side by side of these two delightful beers. Now, I have had them both, but I have not sat down with them side by side and and consumed them. So that's what I'm going to do. It's going to take a second because I got to pour them both. So ah, there's the first one. Mmm getting beer foam all over the place. Delightful. And uh, I just got a pair of just random glasses here. So you'll see, I'm going to pour this. This is the uh, the steel one, the white label. And I like a good bit of head on my Pilsners. So you can see, I mean, it's clear, but by Godspeed standards, it's not... Um, it's not brilliant. Now, uh, I know Bim often doesn't filter uh, some of his, like the, the Czech Pilsner, which I was just drinking 
a short while ago, that one's not filtered at all. So it does, it's not hazy, but it's not brilliantly clear either. And this is in the same category. Um, I mean, I can certainly see through it, but there's a bit of a bit of a haze to the color. Now I need to make sure I don't confuse these, although I'm pretty sure I can tell them apart by taste, but I'm gonna, if anybody asks the Goose Island glass, that's the wood one. Goose wood, Great Lakes steel. Okay, we're good. I'm also gonna keep the cans next to the glasses. Ah, there's a second one. What an exciting, exciting night getting to do two beers at once. So here we go. You can see in the Goose Island glass, uh, equally, I mean, clear, but a little hazy. I'll hold these up for you guys to peruse in the videos so you can see. I mean, I got to be honest with you, actually, the wood one looks uh, a little uh, a, a little hazy. Josh, friend of the pod, JL, is covering my back. Goose wood, Great Lakes steel. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. I need all the help I can get. I am tired, guys. The first day back after daylight stupid savings, man, it's easy to feel pretty hazy. And I've been feeling hazy today. I woke up yesterday at 7.40 on a Sunday, which actually I've got to be up, not early on a Sunday, but by 8 I need to be out of bed on a Sunday. And uh, I thought to myself, I woke up and I thought, oh, I wonder what time it is. It's, it's kind of getting bright out. And my wife came into the room and I rolled over. I said, what time is it? She said 7.40 and she was messing around with her clock. I said, oh, 7.40, great. So I slept in a bit because normally I get up at 6.40. So that's like an hour of sleeping. And she said, yeah, don't forget it's daylight savings. I went, oh, it's the exact same time I always wake up at. I didn't sleep in at all. This sucks balls. Anyway, uh, that's where we're at. Uh, I am feeling a bit hazy today. Had a long day, working day, physio running. Whew, I'm ready for bed. But before we do that, let's talk about these beers. So let's um, let's do the steel first, because obviously um, exact same beer, but the wood's going to add character. Um, and and perhaps the steel will add some character, too. We, we can't say one way or the other. Um, so let's let's get in there. This is the uh, steel. The I never even like trying to pronounce these. Um, Lezak Original Niho Plesneskiho Taipu. I think that means old style Pilsner. That's what I'm going with. Uh, that's my check for the day. Checkmate, you might say. That was bound to happen. Mmm. I didn't even smell it. Didn't even smell it. Just dove in. Head first. Lips first. But the lips are on the head, so we'll call that head first. Mm-hmm. Really nice. Um, bready, crackery malt. Like, I, I mean, I'm familiar with with Pilsner Raquel. Never had it in Pilsen, but uh, the you're you're looking for quite a snappy tannic, maybe a little herbal hop, and it's got that in spades. I'm assuming like an old world hop here, um, like maybe Styrian or um, oh, what's the main one that's off? Oh man, they use it like it's the one that's used in Pilsner Raquel. I'm forgetting. Anybody out there in Beerland want to comment? Anyway, I'll keep my eye out for that. Anyway, nice, snappy, dry, tannic hop, little herbal. Yeah, um, yeah, leafy, tea-like, hoppy. And yeah, the malts aren't super crackery. They're a little crackery, but they're quite bready. Um, I'm trying to see if I'm getting any yeast off this. 
Sometimes you can get just a whiff of sulfur from the yeast on these beers. Hard to say if I'm uh, if I'm programming that into my brain. There might be just a touch and sulfury in the way that like proofing bread dough gets a little sulfury, not eggy sulfury. I always want to point that out. It's yeast uh, character sulfury. So, yeah, super dry, snappy finish. Um, like this as a lager is quite hoppy. Um, it's not like IPA levels of hoppy, but it's quite dry and snappy on the finish. Really nice stuff. This is the goose wood, as uh, Jay Lake has pointed out for us. I mean, uh, Josh L. And I hate it when I dox people like that. I'm actually taking my time. I'm not diving in head first. I'm sniffing in nose first. Just trying to... Oh, I've just poured some on my face. I got a little over keen and I tried to talk before I, uh, yeah, thank you, Josh. Like saws hops is exactly what it is. That, that is saws hops through and through spicy, a little tea, like a little grassy. Thank you. I'd give you one of these, but these are my last two. Sorry, bud. uh, just trying to see if I get any wood here. I do get a hint of Oak on the nose and then it's interesting because it's not like bourbon barrel oak i mean certainly there's no bourbon in it but also it's not like charred oak it smells like damp oak like like fresh cut oak mm. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so glad i did this side by side oh Com oh i was gonna say like completely different beers uh, let's walk that back a little but like they're different beers. It's the exact same beer, but the finish is is key. So the hoppy presence is still there, but it's less notable because there is this really interesting. Yeah, like when I say wet wood, like I don't mean like wood that you just pulled out of a lake, but I mean wood that hasn't been fully like dried for um woodworking you know uh it's still got some natural uh moisture to to the wood and the oak shows as being a little vanilla-y but not super vanilla-y it's almost more fruity hmm hmm <laughs> hmm Yeah, what is that like? Okay. It's hard it's hard to to connect that idea. I'm really I mean it's it it's like fresh cut oak is what it it uh, smells and tastes like. Now, it that is not a dominant um smell. I've had beers that are way over oaked. This isn't over oaked at all. We're still getting that nice bready, a little bit crackery malt. The finish still has that snappy dry sauce, but on the steel one, you get that malt thing and then immediately it's all dry, uh, spicy, herbally sauce hops. This one, you get that breadiness and then this really interesting, like I say, woody oak quality. And then the hoppy finish is there. Now, I don't know if it's because you get a thing that happens first, i.e. the oak flavor, and it's just kind of like lowering my expectation. Or if indeed, and, and it could be the case, the oak um, can act as a bit of a natural filter and might have sucked up some of the, the hoppy um, 
Hoppy, Hoppy Snap. I'm gonna go back to the steel here. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. So much hoppier. Way more, way more snap on the palate. Oh, uh, Crafty Beer Nerd says dank. Not quite dank. Um, Saz doesn't quite get that. Well, dank. <laughs> uh, you can say that as piney or evergreeny, uh, earthy, weed-like um, smell. It doesn't quite get to that. I mean, it in its pure form, it all kind of does. But its presentation in beer doesn't quite get dank. Um, it, it's 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 heading in that direction, but it's not quite there. But yeah, the steel one is just hmm has quite a bit more hop character to it. Um, a, a more notable hop kind of drying quality on the finish. Mmm. And the wood is good. The, uh, what was that? Just remind me of. It gave me for a second there a little hint of something. Mmm. Oh, it, it it's um, it's reminiscent of uh, Christoffel Nobel, which is like this imperial hopped lager thing made by this Dutch company. Really good beer. It's got some Belgian characteristics in the yeast profile that this doesn't have, but that's what that oak was reminding me of. That beer must have been finished in, in again, not, not spirit barrels, oak fermenters, um, which are different. Oak fermenters won't have been used for anything else. Um, they're oak staves that have been, have been coopered, um, but they haven't held wine. They haven't held Madeira, um, or, or any sort of whiskey. Um, they're, they just have their character, uh, and they'll settle a bit. The time that I had one that was way, way, way over, over oaked was actually at Pioneer Village, uh, here in Toronto. They have a, a historic brewery there. Really cool, thing to check out um like post covid if you get a chance i mean i love pioneer village just because i think dressing up in period gear and talking all silly is hilarious um but they have this this brewery and it's it's fantastic but all of their all of the fermentation that they do at Pioneer Village, and that's a caveat because they do contract brew, or at least they did. I'm not sure if they still are. They contract brewed a recipe or two for LCBO distribution, um, but they made beers on site in a historical way. And of course, those would have been fermented in oak barrels. Um, and the, uh, there was a, a, a media day when they were getting ready to open, or not open. They must have been, they'd been, they'd been around for a while. They were maybe just trying to like draw some attention. So me and a handful of other uh, beer folks uh, got invited out. This was years ago. And uh, a bunch of them, as often happens, a bunch of them were more PR type people as opposed to people really into the beer scene. And the brewmaster was giving us the tour and uh, he, he warned us. He said, look, the this batch, I can't remember what it was, might have been their pale. Um, he said, we wouldn't typically have kept this. Um, he said, so you can try it if you want, but this is really not the kind of beer we would typically serve. He said, but, um, two of our fermenting or fermenting barrels were just coopered. Um, so that's, they take the barrel and a cooper, which is a person who works on barrels, uh, takes them apart. So they take the rings off, reshape the staves, um, often scraping out the inside and then they reassemble it and it gets, um, fired again. It gets toasted, they say, um, which is they literally burn the inside. And, uh, the problem is when it's freshly coopered like that, it imparts a lot of oak character. 
filter on the beer. And this stuff was like oak tincture with a little bit of beer flavor. And so a bunch of the PR people were like sipping it and nodding sagely. Mm -hmm, this is interesting. And I remember I took a sip and I think Jordan St. John was there. <laughs> Whoever it was, we looked at each other and we were like, oh, this is awful. And, and, and I said to the brewmaster, I said, this is, um, this is pretty woody, eh? And he kind of like smirked a little and he's like, dude, just throw it out, man. He said, it's not good. And I was like, oh man. And I like later that day, hours later, I remember I burped and it just tasted like oak. <laughs> it's like, whew, that's, that's got some staying power that does. So anyway, this is nowhere near that level. Um, but same uh, flavor that's there, just in a much lower form of, like I say, like fresh oak, not, not, not whiskey oak, not wine oak, um, not like a French oak wine barrel or like a bourbon barrel, just like a, an oak fermenter. Now, I don't like to play favorites. And I'm not going to I'm not going to play favorites. If I had to pick between the two, if you said to me, you're going to buy 24 of these, which are you going to buy? It's going to be the stainless one. Um, that's a pretty straight up. It's not easy drinking like it's it's got a pretty snappy hot profile. It's not like cold yellow, like industrial lager. It's quite good and, and I can spend some time with it. But I just feel like I would get through more of them more comfortably. The oak one, on the other hand, is delightful and I really like it. Um, but I see I would drink that in much smaller quantities, like maybe I would have one and then I would shift to the stainless and have a couple of those and then call it a night kind of thing. Um, the other thing, and I don't know because I haven't drank more than one in a night, um, but I could also see the oak is a flavor that can really build on your palate. So the second one might have more oak kind of characteristic and the third, so on and so forth. Um, so that's that's where I'm at. The oak one, though, is really, really good. Now, uh, where do you get this? Well, uh, at the brewery, but I thought I'd miss these. Well, this one, the, the stainless one, it's available not completely year round, but it's a regular beer. They have it pretty much on the reg. Um, they just run out periodically because of the preparation time. The the oak one, obviously, different story. They have very limited uh, capacity to ferment an oak. Um, it's expensive. It takes a lot to maintain. Um, so they, they only have a few. And then obviously you want to use it for other things, too. Um, so... Uh, it's not available all the time. And when I went in last weekend, um, I actually walked in or I biked in, but, you know, uh, went up there and uh, and and was just buying a, a couple of beers. I hadn't made an order that week. I said, oh, do you have any of the wood Pilsner left? And uh, the, the the woman working the desk said, uh, no, just the stainless. Uh, we don't have we don't have the oak one now. She was looking at the fridge and I said, OK, that's fine. I'll grab a couple of those, grab a couple of the 12. Happy. Um, but then this week, when I was ordering, I noticed they have, uh, I think this was the Czech mixed case, and it had uh, the Dark, the 12, which is like the standard Pilsner, and uh, eight each of those, and then four of the old-style Pilsner and four of the old-style Pilsner in oak. And I realized they'd probably pre-packaged a bunch of those, and so they weren't going to uh, take out of them. So if you want to give it a try, jump on the website and get the mixed check case. A, it's a good deal. You save a bit of money uh, compared to buying tw uh, 24 full cans. Um, and, and B, you'll get some of this, uh, the oaked one. So check that out. Uh, also... I think it's really good. I wouldn't be surprised if Bim does it again. Um, 
but uh, it's not. I, it won't be a, a regular, uh, a regular event uh, there. So that's where you can get it. Uh, and as noted, order online if you want. They do delivery. If your postal card starts with between M2 and M9, I think they'll deliver to you for free. Uh, same day if you order before 11 a.m. If you can believe that. Next day, if it's after 11 a.m., no deliveries on Sundays. So plan your drinking accordingly. Uh, uh, what are we going to eat with it? I haven't even given it too much thought. I've been thinking so much about comparing them. I mean, these beers do really well with like really traditional fare. A really nice hot pretzel would go really, really good. With the oaked one, it's interesting because obviously you want to think about like, well, you want to play off of that oak a little bit. Um, you know, there are some obvious choices here, some barbecue stuff. If you're doing legit barbecue, um, obviously the smoke from that could be interesting. Cedar plank salmon, you might get some interesting um, interaction between the woods. Um, but uh, in a way, I almost think that would be a really interesting thing to do with something actually quite sweet. Um, oh, I wonder. I wonder if you did something like a butter tart or like uh, maple pie. Because as noted, the beer has an assertive hop to it. That one less so than the stainless. Um, but the wood adds this fruity. It's not sour isn't quite the right word, but there's a, a sharpness to the fruitiness of the uh, the wood character. Um, and then if you mixed in, say, like a butter tart, which is very sweet, um, but also has, you know, often walnut or raisins or both, depending on how you, you roll, um, as well as a sort of a flaky crust. So flaky crust going to go really well with the multi qualities of the beer. Super sweet going to balance off that bitterness really well. And then that wood is going to add some interesting characters um, with whatever's in there. The al no, <laughs> almonds, no. walnuts or raisins, both are going to work pretty well with that woody taste, as is if um, your butter tart has maple syrup in it, which sometimes they do. That can work really well, too. So that could be a really interesting uh, comparison. And, and two things that, like, this isn't a beer that you would typically think of as being a dessert-type beer or a beer that's going to lend itself to sweetness well. Um, but there it is. I, I, I suspect it would be fantastic. And now, I wish I had a butter tart, but I don't. going to try the stainless again. Mmm. Hmm. That is such a good beer. That is actually my staple now at Godspeed. It's just that sometimes they run out, so I don't get it as often as I would like. But that old style Pilsner is just pff, lights out. That is a heck of a beer. So uh, that's where we're at. I know I just had a sip. I'm going to have one more. Then I'm going to talk at you about something that's coming up in two days time. I think you'll know what I'm talking about. Yes, in two days' time, it's Wednesday, the middle of the week. Now, it's uh, St. Patrick's Day, and uh, it's in the middle of the week, and of course nobody can go out, so uh, it's not going to be the usual amateur hour at the bars. Uh, least favorite night of the year for me to be at a bar is St. Patrick's Day, unfortunately. But uh, people are just stupid, and uh, I can do without stupidity. So I tend to avoid bars around St. Patrick's Day, uh, not being a young man anymore. Um, the exception would be, you know, if I was traveling somewhere, I'd obviously, you know, there's a sense of camaraderie in that context, but in the city, nah, 
I'm going to stay in. Um, and I will be staying in this week because, of course, I think we're still under a stay-at-home order. I've completely lost track. I can't keep up. Uh, it's very confusing. But uh, regardless, uh, I, I will not be going to a bar. Uh, probably will pick up some tins of Guinness and uh, will uh, exempt myself on Wednesday from my usual no-drinking Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday rule. And I believe we're making a vegan shepherd's pie. Which sounds delicious. I like a good shepherd's pie. Spuds. That's what it's all about. Two things I want you to promise me coming into Wednesday. You're not going to do, friends. Because you're a friend of the pod. And you're a friend of the pod. And I could do that for all the people currently watching. And I don't even know who's listening to this. But you're a friend of the pod. Here's the two things I don't want you to do. The first one um, is really annoying, but isn't that big a deal. Okay, so we're going to get that one out of the way right now. And that is the appropriate things to refer to the holiday uh, in the English language. I don't want to get into other languages. I don't speak Gaelic. Um, I don't speak enough Spanish or anything else to know how to say St. Patrick's Day. I want it to be San Patricio, I suppose, in Spanish. Um, regardless, here are the things that you can call St. Patrick's Day in English. You can call it St. Patrick's Day. You can call it Patrick's Day. Some people call it that. That's fine. Uh, you can call it St. Pat's. You can call it St. Patty's. Now, did you hear a slight difference in how I said those words? Let me tell you what you can't call it. And this comes in a lot more important when you're sharing on social media. It's St. Patty's. It's not St. Patty's. Patties are what we put on buns that then become hamburgers. Patty is spelt P-A-T-T-Y or P-A-T-T-I-E-S if you're really bad at language because it's not multiple patties. It's just one and it's possessive. The short form for Patrick, despite the fact that Patrick is spelled with a T, is generally accepted in Irish as not being patty, P-A-T-T-Y, but patty, P-A-D-D-Y. St. Pat's, fine. St. Patty's, T-T-Y, totally not cool. And if I see you post that on social media, I will be making fun of you and judging you in my in my brain. So let's just not do that, okay? St. Patrick's, Patrick's, St. Pat's, St. Patty's. You can even say Patty's Day, not Patty's Day. No T's in that, okay? That's the easy one. I think we can all get on with that one fine. The one that actually really bothers me, and I always post something about this, and I actually get blowback about it because people think I'm being like precious or some sort of social justice warrior, but it gets me way worse. I need a sip of beer before I discuss this. It's the name of... Is it a... I can't even remember what it is. I think it's like a Boilermaker drink where you have a Guinness and you drop a Bailey's into it, or is it a Bailey's and a Jameson mix? Anyway, the point is it's the drink christened the Irish car bomb, um, which for one, let me look it up because I want to get this right. Uh, not typically a drink I'm interested in, uh, in consuming. Um, Irish car bomb. Uh, it's, uh, Bailey's and whiskey in a shot glass, which you then pour or drop into a, uh, 
into a, a Guinness, into a stout. So Bailey's and Jameson into the stout. It is a boiler maker style drink, uh, which is when you take a beer and you drop a shot in it and you neck it. Uh, why is this not okay? Why does this bother me? Well, because I know people whose lives were directly impacted and um, in very bad ways uh, by actual Irish car bombs, as in cars that were loaded with explosives set to detonate, uh, turning the car, funny enough, not funny at all, into shrapnel. Um, so maximizing uh, the damage. Probably one of the most well-known uh, uses of this technique was in Oma in Northern Ireland, where uh, the real IRA, as they're called, um, which is like an extra violent, like fringe group of the IRA, planted a uh, bomb, large fertilizer bomb. I believe it was in a van and they parked it about a block away from the um, the, the, the the town hall in, in Oma, the, the main government building. And then um, this is going to sound weird if you don't know a lot about the troubles, but the uh, the 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 terrorist groups had code words that they would use if they were calling in bomb threats uh, to let the police know that it was a real bomb threat to prevent people from copycatting or not copycatting, but but uh, faking um, bomb threats. Um, so in this case, they parked uh, the van um, about, as I say, about a block away and in an area that they knew would be used as a, as a uh, like an evacuation point. And then called in a bomb threat at the a courthouse, I think is actually what it was, um, so that the building was evacuated and it got people, brought them closer to where the bomb was then going to go off. Um, and then, of course, the bomb detonated and it killed 29 people, I think, or 27. Um, I could be wrong about that number. Uh, more than none, so more than is OK, and a lot more than uh, none. Um, and it was horrific. Um, another example of an Irish car bomb was the Inniskillen uh, Remembrance Day Parade that got bombed. Um, it was predominantly World War II veterans and their families who were killed in that car bombing. Um, I met some people who had family members killed in the Inniskillen uh, Parade uh, bombing. Um, I have friends who were born in the midst of the troubles, whose parents were very bravely refusing to let themselves be terrorized and were continuing to live their lives in, in spite of a near constant threat of being killed indiscriminately um, by uh, bombs, by gunfire, uh, by other forms of terrorist attacks. We tend not to call shots things like hijacked commercial airliners or uh, roadside IEDs because these are things that terrorists use and we don't like that. But for some reason, it's culturally okay to call a drink an Irish car bomb and it really bugs me. And that's coming from somebody who I have personally not been directly affected by an Irish car bomb, a real Irish car bomb. Uh, but I know enough people who have and I can't imagine how that feels to them how somebody who's lost a loved one to an actual Irish car bomb would feel hearing people be like, let's have another round of Irish car bombs. I picked up a ready in last week's episode and I'll pick up one now and say, if you think that's funny, fuck you, grow up. 
Okay. We can call drinks smart things. We don't have to call them offensive things. Again, this isn't cultural sensitivity. This isn't political correctness gone wrong. This is about trying to be decent to people whose lives were fundamentally destroyed by things like car bombs. So let's just not do that. If for some reason you want to put Bailey's and Jameson in a Guinness, I can't imagine why. Go ahead. Just call it gross, right? Or call it a frat boy drink. Uh, call it a stupid frat boy St. Patrick's Day drink. That's fine. Don't call it an Irish car bomb. Irish car bombs are awful, right? They have a long history of pain and suffering. So let's not do that. Cool. Other than that, have a great St. Patrick's Day. Have some Guinness. I love Guinness. I got a Guinness tattoo. Did you guys all know that? Showing it to the camera here. It's kind of hard to get it on both cameras at once. Maybe if I did it upside down. Yeah, there it is. It's a silly old tattoo, but I'm fond of it. By the way, does not get you a free Guinness at the brewery. If you go, do I get an extra free one because I have a Guinness pint glass tattooed to my wrist? They say, no, we see like a person or two a day with a pint glass tattooed on them somewhere. And I go, oh, shoot. Well, I tried. So, uh, yeah, get some of that. Have some good food. Maybe uh, try making some Irish soda bread. That is a very uh, lovely uh, way to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Uh have some uh, oysters, oysters and stout, great. Um, bangers and mash, or bangers even better, and champ. Might need to look that one up. Very, very tasty Irish food. Of course, a good stew. Uh, you could do a fish and chip. You could do a shepherd's pie, like I'm doing. Our shepherd's pie contains no shepherd. Very pleased to say that. Um, but, uh, oh, Erica thinks that we should call the drink a St. Patty's with teas. Maybe, except that uh, I think dumb people might not understand that we're making fun of them. You know, sometimes you got to really lay it out clear for people. Uh, let me just take another sip of beer here. Ah, so good. So good. Um, so, yeah, that's where we're at, guys. Have a great St. Patrick's Day on Wednesday. Really enjoy it. Maybe look a little bit into the history of uh, St. Patrick, an interesting fellow who I believe... Was it Patrick? I think I tell this story every time I mention a saint. Uh, I think it was Patrick who punched somebody at the Council of Nicaea. Uh, I never remember. Anyway, it would be, wouldn't it? The Irish guy. Incidentally, not Irish. I believe Scottish, actually. Uh, via England, caught and taken into the slave trade and uh, removed to Ireland, where he then escaped, made it back to England, where he became a Catholic, became a priest and then a bishop, and then volunteered to go back to Ireland, uh, in spite of the fact that it was the country where he was still a wanted freed slave, um, and, uh, and worked for many years uh, in the community there. Um, also worth looking up St. Kiernan. Kiarn, I can never say his name right because I don't speak Gaelic. Another great Irish saint. Um, probably read the kids that story on Wednesday. Very cool story. So some fascinating tales out of Ireland. Uh, check it out. Look it up. Have a bit of time with your friends. and Not your friends. Unless you're somewhere where you're allowed to be with friends. But here in Toronto, don't be with your friends. Maybe digitally. Be with your family. Have some good Irish food. Enjoy the day. Don't misspell St. Patty's Day, and don't make light of um, the tools of domestic terrorists, uh, because neither of those things is cool, and especially the second one. So that's where we're at. Uh, other than that, hey, check out one more thing. 
Uh, it's my friend Ren's birthday. Y'all should know Ren. She's been on the pod, I think, at least once or twice. Um, she also is behind uh, Do Better, Be Better slash Beer Diversity. She is a tireless, tireless worker uh, trying to make the beer community more equitable uh, for everybody, regardless of how you look and who you love. And uh, we love her for that. And it is her birthday this week. It is, she said, her second COVID birthday. That's a depressing stat. Uh, Got to feel bad for her for that. But she's going to be posting a bunch of uh, charities that she's into uh, on, on Instagram, on the socials. I always just think of Instagram, but I'm sure everywhere else too, whatever the kids do. Um, so check her out. At the very least, uh, check out those charities she mentions. Um, look into them, learn about them, even if that's all you can do. Um, maybe maybe amp up their volume a little, share the share out what they're doing. But if you can make a donation uh, for her birthday, uh, by all means, make a happy birthday Ren uh, donation to any of these fine charities she's going to be posting. Uh, I'm going to try and remember to post some of them too, but I'm a terrible person for that sort of stuff. Uh, but it means a lot, so I'm going to make an effort uh, for my friend's birthday. And uh, Ren... If you're listening, have a very happy birthday. I'm sorry we haven't been able to get our act together and you're still stuck in lockdown with the rest of us. But I do hope it is a fantastic day. Uh, I'm not even sure exactly which day it is. I just know it's this week, according to the socials. So enjoy it. Uh, Have some tasty beers. Everybody out there, enjoy your St. Patrick's Day. And we will talk at you, by the way, guys, next week for the last of uh this season and then i'm taking at least one week off i'll let you know i'll have a plan next week don't know what i'm gonna do there might be some hot sauce involved i can't say one way or the other but uh that's what we're gonna be doing back here shortly after 9 p.m Whew, this one went long oh i hope erica took my bread out of the oven and uh yeah we'll talk at you then have a great great night